1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Lift off. We have a liftoff.
3: Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA.
0: Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is available on its own podcast feed by simply searching Permission Granted. Subscribe, rate, and review. Also, it's available on the DA Show's podcast feed as well each and every week. Side A this week features myself and Andrew Bogish. Bogeyman, good morning. Well, good morning, DA. Good to see you again. Welcome back to the mix. Yeah, it's been good to be back. I was off all of last week. I was doing the math. Now, AJ was born in late May. He was born May 23rd. I took the first two weeks off at that point, paternity leave. Then I was on for two weeks doing the show, but I worked from home completely. Then I was off for another two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that takes us to late June. I had worked two weeks. Then we had the Bob's Bar Show, and right around then is when the bomb dropped that Mraz was leaving, and I had vacation scheduled or something. Then I came back for
3: a week, tried to sync it up, but like I was out, and then he was out. Well, just be careful here. Don't talk yourself into Bilotti counting your days off because it seems like there's a lot more time off and it it felt like in reality. So just be careful that you're not talking yourself into days that you didn't have to burn and all of a sudden Baladi's going to get you on the back end. No,
0: I think I'm completely burned out. Okay, good. I I think I have two more weeks of paternity, but that could be carried over into 2024. Correct. No vacation. We don't do carryover vacations. So You got to use them or lose them. So then we get to August and I had, I took a week somewhere and then Last week, and then in between, I was in for Rome, so I wasn't on this show. Right. So, basically, I was doing the math, and I think, which is why it was so funny that our intern said she's never seen me before, (laughs) was because I think I did the math, and like I'd worked since AJ was born a total of four weeks this summer, probably, and two of them were at home, I think, something like that. So
3: Well, and same for me, because of all of that and my own time off, I have barely done my regular job this entire summer. Yeah. Like when I came in this week on Monday, it was the first time I was doing updates, I think in the month of August. Wow. So I had to like remember how to log in and like how to actually where do I find stun to a newses? It was a lot. It's very heavy
0: lifting over here. Very. And so this week, the band is back together, and we have Boyle in at the executive producer role. We still have not decided on the permanent fixture there, but Pat's been doing a great job, and he's obviously in the mix. And so today, Wednesday, we had two extremely funny bits. Maybe three. Yeah, maybe three. But certainly two that involved Pat as well. One was if Jerry Jones picked up Jack (laughs) Stern-isms and... Pat had a really funny line of "That's like telling a that's like telling a tick to go into a tampon, Tampin and not get a skeeter, not get swelled up."
3: <laughs> and then there was also the bit about the Schwartz family jammed into one hotel room on vacation in Ohio with Peter and his sleep mask going. And then so Pat had the sound effect of this, the the C
0: Pat machine going. Like it was Darth Vader, and then also, if there was some nighttime activities, mm. how it would sound in the CPAP machine. Which one of those two bits are you voting for today is the better bit?
3: Oh, I mean, singularly Boyle <laughs> breathing his way through the mask <laughs> through coitus with Mrs. Schwartz. I mean, that's a that's an all-timer. you know I couldn't I couldn't see I was crying so hard from laughing so hard about that. And like I said on the air, that's not necessarily the best visual. No. But now I kind of want to see it after Boyle <laughs> took us to it with that noise. <laughs> Which is also amazing because Schwartz is
0: bouncing around the newsroom today. He's doing updates on the local side. Yeah. In a real Wayne Krebet jersey. Correct. Not throwback. Not you bought it from Mitchell and Ness. That is an old school screen printed Wayne Crebet number 80 jersey probably from 1994.
3: Easily. I mean and and I my guess is he was an early adopter, an early bandwagon jumper Man. of Wayne Crebette, local kid wasn't supposed to make it. So that Hofstra. That might be like what like, like a first edition Crebette jersey. Yeah. Could be first year Wayne Crobet. Right. Like you know people collect like first edition books. Yeah. This is the first printing of or like A, a Tale of Two rookie. Cities. That's what he's got on his back,
0: Wayne Crebette. So now we have shorts hanging around around here in a Wayne Kribet
3: jersey from the early 90s or mid-90s with the image of the CPAP machine mask. Yes. And the I don't know how this happens. Everyone else that we talk about is told that we're talking about them, which is either why they love us more, ha, 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 you get know, a text like that was funny, or we get the the email to leave that person alone for 30 days. It's like a weird restraining <laughs> order. But... It's, it feels like Schwartz has no allies and I'm I'm not suggesting anyone do this because it's better this way. It's just amazing <laughs> to me that not one person seems to tip him off to the stuff that we talk about yeah. with him and that when he's here, like one of the things we've learned in the last couple of weeks while you were not here is that Schwartz, when he sits in my little booth, he doesn't know that he has the technical capability to listen to the show. So therefore, Excuse me? yes, he also, I think, would choose to not listen because he prefers to listen to the fan in the morning. But he doesn't know when he's on the show that we're talking about him <laughs> on the show. So as far as I know, he has zero knowledge mm. of any recent takedown mm-hmm. of him because he doesn't ever hear it. And the takedowns have softened over the last few months, if
0: not Year and a half or so yeah. since last year's Bob's Bar, twenty twenty two Bob's Bar is when he had it out with Shep, and most of the public sided with Schwartz in that. Yeah, what instance. a turning point! What a renaissance! It was a huge comeback for him, but the story's not over yet because I would say today stock is higher right now on Shep than it is Schwartz.
3: Yeah, he. I think Schwartz is tempting fate. Yeah. He's putting a lot of Schwartzisms out there. Yeah, you know we played the Harrison Bader clip. There was also another tweet this week that I saw, unfortunately, where he was asking for the Jet to bring somebody back because they'd wear a number of a jersey he already has, and nice. he could do his trick of switching out the nameplate. So it's just, it it's a lot of Schwartz. It's a lot of Schwartz. And
0: at a local event, he did he pour mayonnaise on Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets?
3: No, I think Joe Douglas poured ranch dressing on him. Oh, right, right. Which right. goes back to an incident at the infamous Miller's Ale House, I, I believe, that, yeah. which also came back up last week when he was with us because some New York listener went on Reddit and did a Schwartz family takedown of that story Oh, that we don't know the real story, that they were acting like animals and got thrown out of the restaurant that night. Oh. So Schwartz oh. went on the rampage about that last week. Again, it's never ending. It's always something. It can't. They can't always be the victims. They, they Somehow they're starting to fire in some of these situations.
0: Yeah, and Schwartz occupies such an interesting place in DA show lore and CBS Sports Radio lore. He was the original update person, so he was doing your job when we were on overnights the first two years. And he has... He was no longer full-time with just one show, so he was doing stuff locally, then he was doing stuff CBS Sports Radio, then he wasn't doing stuff at all, and then, so it, it's been up, down, everywhere. But he occupies such an interesting space because he doesn't really remember any of the stuff we used to do on the show. <laughs> he's He does not have much of a memory of the on-air content, but he has remained relevant, not by referencing things that happened on the air, but continuously referencing his own life in Every spot. Everything. So he was doing updates with you guys last week, and a listener pointed out, like, how many times can he shoehorn his kids into the conversation? Yep. The Harrison Bader quote that we played today was they were talking about how the Yankees had waved Harrison Bader, and he was like, I never, I don't understand this move. And he talked around why he didn't like it, and then he got to the real point, which was, now I have to move his baseball card into the box of Yankees of old Yankees.
3: So this is an annoyance to him. Right. And not the annoyance of that I might feel like now i got to sit down with Jake and help him redistribute (laughs) his Harrison Bader card. And the last thing I want to do today is go flipping through card binders. He's upset that he has his own work to do as a 50-something man because the Yankees are in the process of getting rid of Harrison Bader. And then the ranch thing with Joe Douglas, it was supposed to be a gag
0: where... Again, something happened at his favorite sports bar. His family goes to Miller's Ale House all the
3: time for dinner. They didn't bring enough ranch. They brought too much ranch. Or somebody dropped it on him, like, as they were serving the table or something. I I chose not to learn the story.
0: I know. And so then Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets, is at this uh, event for listeners, and he ends up dumping a, a vat of this on Schwartz's head. And instead of it just being like the, wow, that's a funny moment, it's a viral moment, Schwartz had to come in the entire week and be like, did you see that? Did you see Joe Douglas dump dump the ranch on my head? I I still got ranch on my shirt. I still smell like ranch. Like, he couldn't
3: let that go. He had to remind everybody. I, I think it's his number two talk topic. After, if he's not shoehorning the kids in, he's somehow getting the ranch dressing story in. At Bob's Bar, what happened? Schwartz showed up, which is great, but...
0: His son had to long snap at that event, and he long snap was it
3: uh, donut, donut holes powdered donut holes at mini donuts into badland boogers mouth. So there's <laughs> it's
0: always <laughs> comes back to him, and maybe this is brilliant
3: marketing by him because he just never relents in talking about his own life, and he always wins. I I'll, I said it before. I'll say it again. He he wins now. Most of us kind of check out and stop know where the line is. We don't want to go too far. Um, we we have some... I don't know what the right word is. Self-esteem sounds too harsh. Like, But we know, like, okay, that's asking too much. I don't want to be annoying. Like, Schwartz doesn't have any of those filters, any of those rails. So he, more times than not, like... I, I know I don't want Joe Douglas to dump ranch dressing on my head, but I wouldn't mind if Billy Epler knew who I was mm-hmm. or if Joe Shane thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. And because... Schwartz is Schwartz. <laughs> he's got a lifelong I, I I even think that he got Jets tickets out of Joe Douglas <laughs> on the heels of that. Because he's shameless. Because he asked for them. And Joe said, You're sure, go ahead. Or like he can go. I think maybe they're they were pending for this coming season where he like now has Jets comp tickets through the GM because of that night, not just getting dumped on, but then he like threw it out there because he's got no shame. And Joe Douglas said, Yeah, sure, here take t- here are your tickets. And
0: I I think You and I look at Schwartz bemused and at times annoyed. But for the most part, I'm bemused by him, amused by him. I mean, he's a character. He weaves himself in every story, which is kind of hysterical. He's totally harmless. He's a good guy. He's a good dad. I mean, he's part of the show's history, so I would never actively wage some type of war against him. No, because
3: all this innocent... It's It's not to be a troll. He's not trying to piss people off. Like, this is just... Him. Yes. He makes no apologies for it. Maybe he doesn't realize what's going on all the time, but like this yeah. is just who he is?
0: It's all benign, but he's got a blind spot and it just is who he is. So he's authentic. But Pete's a different story. Yes. And there is times when we were talking about <laughs> Schwartz this week on the show that I noticed through the glass. Pete was getting visibly annoyed. Yes. Like frustrated, angry, like, let's stop talking about this. And I gathered last week, because we're we're still on a text chain with Mraz. <laughs> That there were a few things that popped up about the show last week when I was off, and it was about Schwartz, and, and like, Pete was was, pre- was pretty
3: uh, an angry yeah. at stuff. And then he came back for one show last week. You'd think he'd be all refreshed and relaxed, and nothing's going to bother me. I'm here. I just came back from time off. I got one day at work. Four and a half hours later, I'm back home for the weekend. No big deal. And guns blazing with most of the most appointed at Schwartz for the little tiniest things. it's a mix of, it's a mix of the Schwartz personality. And then it's a mix of the Schwartz, the Schwartz like work persona of he played the wrong cut. He played the cut again. He's not listening to sound check. We just (laughs) played that. Did the same, um, stun to a news. Oh, well that was a good one though. But even that, like I was prepared when that happens. And that was like two or three weeks ago at this point. I was ready to jump in and tell him that he was repeating it, but Bilotti right away was just like, "Let it go." And then we just sat back and and laughed. There's another time where we planted, I threw to him on purpose with "And now for more on the breaking news and everything else here's Schwartz with headlines," thinking we'd stump him with "What breaking news?" and he just took it and went. So, uh yeah, Pete's got Pete's got no leash. For Schwartzy, who's actually walking in front of us right now through the glass. Um, Pete's got no leash and it is damn entertaining. But as always, I just I wish Pete could I, let a few things go. I know. That is such a hysterical anecdote, though, that
0: Schwartz in his booth doing writing updates. A doesn't listen to the show. Not even a little bit. B would prefer to listen to WFA on the local yeah. New York. Channel. So Mm -hmm. he listens to other sports talk while in there. Yeah. Not the show that he's on. Correct. He's, it's okay listening to sports talk while he's at work, just not the show that he's working
3: on. Now, I do think, (laughs) I do think he'd listen out of obligation and like to, like, as part of the job. But somehow he has come to the conclusion that he can't listen in that booth when all he has to do is put up one slider and hit the on button on a little mini mixing board, and he'd hear the show live and in full color. But somehow that fact has escaped him, so he just, I mean, I guess he could have put it through his phone or something, but he goes, nah, there's no way to get it in here, so let me listen to the local show.
0: He could also go to cbsportsradio.com
3: on one of the tabs he has open and just hit play. I don't know if he knows how to make any sound other than auditioning clips or the one clip he replays every four hours. I think that's the only sound production he knows how to make. The least surprising story that
0: came out of this week's So Far First Three shows is that Pete the Body loves Old Pizza Hut. (laughs) Now... I'm I'm of this ilk as well, nostalgic, especially for stuff from the 80s and 90s. But, like, if you had to line up everybody at CBS Sports Radio who would love old Pizza Hut, Pete the Body would be the number one draft pick. Of course. He would be Peyton Manning, no question. And I have loved his passion for that topic
3: in the last two days. The only thing that confused me was Wednesday's show where he said... There are plenty of places in Chicago now that have the same Pizza Hut Ambiance that to keep like to keep the idea of it going. But then I was trying to think now, I don't know what came first. I think Pizza Hut is copying the ambiance exactly. of Chicago exactly. deep dish. Right. They're not copying Pizza Hut. No, no. Pizza was trying to represent re- recreate that. Like that, that's not, they're not the godfather of this. They're following along. With a nationwide franchise. <laughs>
0: the idea that, like, individually owned, great, authentic, deep-dish Chicago restaurants would try to replicate Pizza pizza's
3: Pizza Hut's atmosphere is hysterical. But, but then, like, he said it so confidently for Pete yeah. that I'm sitting there going, "That wait, that's not right. <laughs> no, that it goes it. the other way around. But wait, is it? Because it I think Pizzeria Uno is a Chicago original. No, you might be right. But, again, I would still think that that's based off of Lou Melnatis or somebody else, and, like, they're just trying to... So, but it, like, put me in this weird thing, like, not (laughs) trusting what I thought I knew about the Pizza Hut lineage. Do you have the same nostalgia that me and Pete do for it? So, I I remember very distinctly reading things in grammar school because you got... I don't know if we got, like, stickers. You got something that you then took to Pizza Hut. Oh. And eventually, I think you worked yourself up to free pizza by reading, by getting, like, reading points. Okay. So I remember doing that. But in general, like, and it's it's really almost sacrilege as a New Yorker, but I like doughy pizza. Like, I like Sicilian. I like Chicago deep dish. I like yeah. the, that Detroit style, which is, like, somewhere a little a little thinner than a Sicilian. Yep. So every once in a while, like, I want specifically Papa John's is easier to get where I live now. But, like, that type of pizza does specifically apply to me at times. It's not, it's a different... It's a different vibe. Yeah. Like, if I had them together, a regular pizzeria and Papa John's, nine times out of ten, I'm going regular pizzeria, but there's every once in a while, like, that's actually what I want. Specifically, I want that. I don't need to eat it in the place, but I want that type of pizza. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's funny because we... I don't even know if we were a pizza household per se, but there's probably twice in my life when I was between the ages of eight and eleven when we went to Pizza Hut as a family. I think it was just with my mom and my brother and sister. I don't think my dad was there. But it was just like we had t- to go out for lunch and like that was a big deal.
3: yeah, I mean we weren't we were not fine dining in the bogish household. So when we went out to dinner, it was either to the local Chinese restaurant to Pizza Hut to Fuddruckers, which I think is a, was at one point a nationwide kind of thing. It was (laughs) like, you know, eat uh, hamburgers, Maybe some video games. A ground round type. Sizzler, ground round. Like that was, yeah. that's where we went to celebrate things when I was growing yes. up. Yes, Get that salad bar Sizzler, away <laughs> we go. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. So I have these very
0: vivid memories of going to Pizza Hut and really loving the memory for all the things that I
3: described on the show. Well, but getting your own pizza when you're like nine, that's cool. a big deal. Yeah. You, I'm picking the topic, It's just for me. They're dropping in that big hot plate right in front of you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What else would you want? Yeah, the performance. It's really good. It was, at least. Now, I haven't been to a Pizza Hut probably since 1991 or something. Have you ever seen one? I think, like I said, there's one in the town or two over from
3: me, but I haven't been in it. Yeah, I think I've seen them in, like— And if it's um, out of business for the last 20 years, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I feel like I've seen them, like, in a rest stop. It's, like, a pull in real quick, and they're, like, sitting on those— Tilted warming shelves, yeah. little little personal pizzas. There is a push to go retro um, to Pizza Hut at
0: nostalgia because you see that as part of the Craig Robinson commercials. And then also, there's a website that tracks the original 25 pizzas that are still out there that look the same is as they true? used to do. Yeah, wow. So people are making them a big deal now. But I just I thought it was so funny because I, of course, I like it, but I knew it would strike such a chord with Pete. If you if you could put Pete, I mean, maybe I'm the same guy as Pete. I mean, who knows? But if you could put Pete at a Pizza Hut in 1989 to go home and watch Perfect Strangers or Alf, yeah, and then you know pop on uh, Big on VHS and in some the VCR
3: at the end of the night, he'd be today. He'd be in total heaven. Yeah, he'd be. That, I mean, that is, you might pick. You know, fishing, I might pick a beach or something like that. Yeah, he's like, give me a 1989 <laughs> sitcom. Pete's out on my lap. These guys like those, those big, fat, thick rubber wrestling dolls and a little mini plastic ring. That's perfect Pete. With all due respect to his wife and kids, he'd go back to that in a second. I follow a
0: couple of retro Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. I wonder what Pete's Instagram or Twitter account looks like. It must just be all retro accounts. Where they show the old Diet Pepsi can, and then they show the old picture of Nolan Ryan, and they,
3: yeah, there's a few others that might get mixed in that way, <laughs> that I have, that I want to say out loud that I think would skew <laughs> the algorithm a little bit for Petey. Things that would not be in your yours or my, uh... would it be a retro version of those? No, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, modern. No. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, maybe like a retro Reagan <laughs> IG feed somewhere in there. Republican Pete, that I don't, that I don't know about, but. It is predominantly things that are no longer made, exist, (laughs) fresh, all those things. All right. Well, that is going to be side A. You got Pat Boyle coming up on side B, right? Oh, I got Boyle. We're going to relive the the CPAP mask and other things. (laughs) Oh, you got to love it.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: All right, in three, two, and one. All right, here we are, as promised, Bogish Side B, and Patty B with us once again this week. Mr. Boyle, we are midway through another week of you pretending to be the executive producer of the show unofficially. How you been? How's it going?
1: Good, good. I'm doing well, Bogues. Hitting the U.S. Open for some tennis coverage after the, the show every day this week and next week as well. So it's burning both ends at the candle. What is it? Burn, burn <laughs> both, the candle at both, both ends. But yeah. we're living, man. We're living life. Now, um, are you getting paid for that U.S.
3: Open work, too, or are you just getting the pass to be there and show off a little bit?
1: What do you what do discern so the go answer with, to be?
3: No, I'm going, I'm going to go with B, that you're doing the smart thing here and using this place to get some access, and you never know what pops up from being there and meeting people and shaking hands. That is correct. So how late are you spending your days at Flushing Meadows right now.
1: So the, each day I've left right before 10 o'clock, like 9.45, take the shut, and, and I go there straight from here. So I leave here about How? 11, Um, get there around 12.15. It's taken me 45 minutes to get there both days, which is not terrible, I guess. we are not driving from here, are you? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm going over the Williamsburg Bridge, right? little media parking? Uh, No. No. That is... That is, honestly, I thought that would be the the bar that I would get the media parking. Right. Turns out that is not the case. Nobody, none of the supervisors or parking attendants know what media parking is. They go, you work for ESPN? I'm like, nope. They go, I think they're the only ones that have a media parking lot. So I was like, oh, wow. all right, nice. Then I assumed there would be a parking pass. That was, uh, we only received one parking booklet. Right. And that uh, has gone to Ann Liguori.
3: As it should, okay. Should it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think she's doing work there either. She's not. I don't. I don't. Maybe on the
1: weekends. She's not really doing much. She might be
3: recording there. interviews for a show on Saturday or is. Sunday. So but that's that. But not
1: for CBS Sports Radio and WFN.
3: Oh, doesn't that sound on a fan anymore?
1: No, she has her updates that she used to do before COVID, and when it was updates every twenty minutes. Yeah. Those were eliminated. Then it was one an hour, and she was still doing those until... She, people heard her on the network. Until, she,
3: I used to love her golf updates. That's
1: and Right. Until COVID, and then now she has been basically rendered useless. Now, she still has a Sunday morning show during, like, the peak golf season. Right. Um, but that's all. she has the parking booklet, and I kind of said, Hey, is there any chance you want to... You know, I'm coming straight from the station. You're coming from... And she... she Mentioned it right away. Her house in the Hamptons.
3: <laughs> her house in the, Yeah. But, I mean, she's a, she's a legacy employee. She's going to get that stuff first. You got you
1: to gotta battle there, here. I'm there every day. Give me the parking pass, lady. She might be there every day. She wasn't there yesterday. Hmm.
3: All right. I'll work on this for you.
1: Yeah. So, no parking pass. Ann and I are close. I'll put L- in a good word for you. Luckily, I was directed by one of the parking attendants. First day, I, I just... I finagled my way in. Supervisor, I was like, I was supposed to have a parking pass. I'm picking up my credential. And I just kind of kept talking until finally she's like, All right, just go. <laughs> yesterday, different supervisor. She was having none of it. She goes, No, you got to pay. Like she knew, she thought I was lying, right. which I technically wasn't. Yeah. And was you flashed wait- your credential? A- as I did. And as of yesterday morning, I was Tuesday morning, I was still waiting to hear whether or not I was actually going to get a parking pass after I found out we only had one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can I, can I request another? Since I'm coming straight from the radio station in Manhattan. Um, found out. Then later in the afternoon, I wasn't going to be given that. But the, the supervisor at the parking lot was having none of my explanations. Okay. Finally, she goes, "There's a free lot like a quarter mile down the road if you want to park there." I was like, "You got it," because I ain't parking forty. I ain't paying forty bucks no. every single day to park. So, no. you know, got a couple extra five minutes of walking in, parked in the free lot, and there you go. All, All right, right get I've been your steps. There. And then you know I leave her like nine forty-five at night. It's forty-minute drive back to Hoboken. Shower, sleep. Here we go again.
3: You know we've uh, on this show people that used to be on the show threw around hard hat labels like they were nothing, like they didn't mean anything. They mean something to be a hard hat guy. It does. You're being a hard hat guy right now. I appreciate That's that. All, those are long days, back to back to back. One of them is completely thankless in terms of money. So I mean, you're putting in the hours here, and you're just, we haven't missed a beat. Sound check's great. There's a rundown. There's there's show suggestions. There's guests book. I mean, there are guys not booking guests when all they were doing was had to book guests and they weren't booking guests.
1: You got know, all this other stuff going on and you're still booking guests. Hey. i I I learned from the best, Bogues. And you Who's that?
3: You're, you. No, I I'm, I'm not I don't book guests.
1: Well, you don't book guests, but anytime somebody's off, you're hosting the show, no. you're doing you'll do talk about duty. Me.
3: Get you nothing here. <laughs> you're just this is you're, you're barking up the wrong tree on that front.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, really, all I am doing though, technically, is just posting stuff on my social media. I kind of floated around. Hey, do we want to post anything for WFAN since it is in New York? The yeah. US Open is in New York, and I was kind of uh, quickly shot down on that. You should offer yourself to like the overnight
3: host as a guest. A little quick tennis recap at like three in the morning could do that could do Man that on the street your buddies are you I mean that's a spot that you host in so the audience is familiar with you the guys who are hosting are familiar with you
1: i just don't, i don't hmm. know how much the the actual popularity still is of tennis i mean yeah, the, the, the venue is packed it is packed every single day the arenas are sold out they are making more money than ever the popularity of the sport is higher than ever the players are making more money than ever but it kind of feels like that is the same with every sport so I don't know how much right now, as we're a week away from NFL season, the Jets and Giants are both supposed to be playoff teams. I'm not sure what, like, the general New Yorker's attention to tennis is right now.
3: True. No, unfortunately, that's that's true. That Because you and I both love the sport and love this event in particular. But you're right. People would rather have their fourth hour of Jets breakdown than a 10-minute quick little U.S. Open
1: recap. What are you going to do?
3: Uh, but enough tennis for now. I've got to ask you about Wednesday morning because you delivered – one of the greatest, I and mean this, this has to be a 12 DA, high, high up on the list. and I'm, I'm hesitant to bring it up because we're taping this. We are in a theoretically soundproof room, but in this room, waiting for you to come in to tape, I could hear Peter Schwartz on his phone at his desk about 10 feet from here. So my fear is he can hear us right now, but we have to relive you... Putting on the fictional Schwartz CPAP machine and breathing your way through a session with Mrs. Schwartz. You know, there are times where I think um Bilotti worries about your knowledge of where the line is in certain areas, but there's there's there should have been no stopping. I'm so glad that you didn't hold back and think this might be too far, this might be this, this might be that. Let me not do it. Thank God you did that. Breathing as if you had the breathing apparatus on your face while things were happening in the Schwartz hotel room. Good job by you. An epic, epic performance. Yeah,
1: I I was waiting to unleash it. There was a lot of hesitation. Like we were talking about the CPAP mask that he brought up on the local side on WFN when he also mentioned that his family, two sons that look just like him, and his wife all stay in one hotel room rather than get two separate rooms when they go on a vacation, which yeah. they did at the Football Hall of Fame. And in, in that, he mentioned his CPAP mask. And in, and Boomer Esiason was talking about, what about when there's finicali, finicala? <laughs> yeah. You know, a, little, uh, a little nookie, nookie, nookie. Little nookie time yeah. for Mister for Peter and the Mrs. Schwartz. And I was wondering, you know, the CPAP thing was still fresh in my mind. I was like, I won't. My mind just goes to dark, deep places. (laughs) And I wanted to drop that line, and I hesitated. And then we kind of moved on with the conversation. And then there was a second of silence, and DA and I locked eyes. And I just go, imagine Mrs. Schwartz just goes, honey, I want to do it with the mask on.
3: (laughs) The busts at the hall got me all hot and bothered. (laughs) Come here, Joe Klecko. Pete's
1: mask noise, honestly, was 10 times better than mine. He hit like because it, it Pete's was like, what's it? What's the word I'm looking for? It was labored breathing. <laughs> Mine was just straight Darth Vader, though. All right. Whereas Pete hit the, as it speeds up, as they get. More and more intense. Yeah. Oh my god. And just the images running of that running through my head. Oh my god. I have never. I haven't laughed that hard ever on the show, and I haven't laughed that hard in months, maybe even years.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was it was intense. Like I walked into the to that segment having to go to the bathroom, and then it almost reminded me of Sean's fr- laugh up friction down thing. At one point, I thought I was gonna lose control of my my bowels. It was so funny. And I don't know what it is about when I wear my glasses, I tear up laughing very quickly. I don't know if there's like some like lack of airflow behind the glasses, but at one point it was like I was underwater. I had so much (laughs) fun laughing tears in my face. And like I said on the air on Wednesday, that should not be a good visual. Yeah. But the, but the idea of it happening with the mask on makes it almost must see television.
1: Yeah. Like I, I just picture him laid out, spread out, and just the the mask and the tube running down the side of the bed <laughs> while Mr. Schwartz melts. Uh, and you know,
3: and and as a as a the only married man in the room right now, I'll speak from experience. Like it's it's hard to find fun times when yeah. you've got kids and there's a million things going on. And
1: I, I don't know, I don't know how you
3: ever do it. And like you know, work schedules don't line up. Or you know, for me specifically, like I I could go to bed at seven thirty every night, being up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. So. It's hard to figure out when you can have have your adult fun, and then throwing on the idea of the one last hurdle we need to cross is I need to take the math off the mask off. That's unbelievable.
1: When do you find time to get kooky?
3: Well, when you learn to know that your kids are asleep. Okay, like when you but like they can
1: wake up at any time. Yeah, but and I guess at that point, do you say, "Hey"? You know, we have our our two minute offense. We have the throw the covers over, say, "Oh, just given you know, mommy's back hurts," something like that.
3: No, so I mean, there's we have never, knock on wood, my kids are now twelve and almost ten, and they've never walked in on you. We have never, we've never even had someone. I mean, maybe once or twice, but I mean, there's never been a really like scary close call. I know we have friends. This came up one night, like just hanging out with other couples. That like so they don't even lock their door. Wow! Like that's rolling your that's rolling the dice.
1: So you guys lock the door. The door is
3: locked. The doors and if, locked. And if
1: the kids and they've never tried to even open it.
3: No, I don't know. I cannot remember a time where even somebody was like at the door handle and the knob, and we had to be like get up and scramble and like why is daddy in the bat? Like n- nothing like that. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Once I mean once you've and even now like the the good thing sometimes about being home at. 2 in the afternoon Is that the house Is open at 2 in the
1: afternoon
3: mm. So you get a little Afternoon, afternoon delight. delight Yeah
1: That's that's the sweet great. spot That is a sweet yeah. spot And then you t- Knock out Right and right after Then
3: I go to sleep Or I go to sleep At 7.30 like I want Everybody <laughs> wins I don't feel bad That I'm not awake Having fun And I get my rest At least I win Yeah, yeah. Who cares about her <laughs> Alright Boy we gotta run uh, You're the best man And thank you for a singular moment in 2023, sexy Schwartz in a CPAP mask. It's all you, and we're probably never going to forget it based on how good it was, and I'm sure Pete's already got it loaded in like eight different versions for drops moving forward.
1: Glad I could deliver, and I'll see you next week on the PGP when I still probably won't know whether or not I am the executive producer or not.
3: Yeah, I mean, no rush. We're in no rush. It's almost Labor Day, football starts like in... Three minutes, but no rush. Take your time, guys. Uh, with that, for Boyle, for Pete, I guess, both Bilati and Schwartz, and for DA, I'm Bogish as always. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the radio as well next week back here on the PGP. But for now, everything disconnects. And then
1: our Twitter plug.
3: Oh, you want where where, where Pat Boyle44? You got it. At Andrew Bogish, at PeteTheBody, at Schwartz Sports. And now we're live.